Welcome to the October 24th, 2022 podcast of Wisdom Today. Hello, my name is Bill Kelly and I'll be your host today. Today we will be going over Proverb 24, but before we begin, let's open in prayer. Father God, I thank you for anyone listening to this podcast today. Lord, I pray that you give them ears to hear and a heart to receive everything you have in store for them today. Lord, I pray that you give them favor with both God and man for this coming week. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Proverb 24, beginning in verse 1. Do not be envious of evil men, nor desire to be with them, for their heart devises violence, and their lips talk of troublemaking. Through wisdom a house is built, and by understanding it is established. By knowledge the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. A wise man is strong. Yes, a man of knowledge increases strength, for by wise counsel you will wage your own war. And in a multitude of counselors there is safety. Wisdom is too lofty for a fool. He does not open his mouth in the gate. He who plots to do evil will be called a schemer. The devising of foolishness is sin, and the scoffer is an abomination to men. If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. Deliver those who are drawn toward death, and hold back those stumbling to the slaughter. If you say, surely we did not know this, does not he who weighs the hearts consider it? He who keeps your soul, does he not know it? And will he not render to each man according to his deeds? My son, eat honey because it is good, and the honeycomb which is sweet to your taste. So shall the knowledge of wisdom be to your soul. If you have found it, there is a prospect, and your hope will not be cut off. Do not lie in wait, O wicked man, against the dwelling of the righteous. Do not plunder his resting place, for a righteous man may fall seven times and rise again, but the wicked shall fall by calamity. Do not rejoice when your enemy falls, and do not let your heart be glad when he stumbles, lest the Lord see it, and it displease him, and he turn away his wrath from him. Do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of the wicked, for there will be no prospect for the evil man. The lamp of the wicked will be put out. My son, fear the Lord and the King. Do not associate with those given to change, for their calamity will rise suddenly, and who knows the ruin those two can bring. These things also belong to the wise. It is not good 
to show partiality in judgment. He who says to the wicked, You are righteous, him the people will curse. Nations will abhor him, but those who rebuke the wicked will have delight, and a good blessing will come upon them. He who gives a right answer kisses the lips. Prepare your outside work. Make it fit for yourself in the field. And afterward, build your house. Do not be a witness against your neighbor without cause. For would you deceive with your lips? Do not say, I will do to him just as he has done to me. I will render to the man according to his work. I went by the field of the lazy man and by the vineyard of the man devoid of understanding. And there it was, all overgrown with thorns. Its surface was covered with nettles. Its stone wall was broken down. When I saw it, I considered it well. I looked on it and received instruction. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. So shall your poverty come like a prowler and your need like an armed man. Today we are going to take a look at the first two verses of Proverb 24. Do not be envious of evil men, nor desire to be with them. And verse 2 says, For their heart devises violence, and their lips talk of troublemaking. Friends, I think if you talk about evil men, what I am discovering is that there is not anything about evil men that should draw us toward them. They are simply evil, and their intent is to do wicked things, and we should have no desire at all to not only be like them, but to be in their presence and be a part of what it is that they have to do. Yesterday was a weekend, and so we did not get a chance to go over Proverb 23. But I also want to go back to Proverb 23, and let's look at verses 17 and 18 as well. And it says, Do not let your heart envy sinners, but be zealous for the fear of the Lord all the day. For surely there is a hereafter, and your hope will not be cut off. Here we're talking about the fact that once we die, and once we take our last breath here on earth, we have a choice in where we will spend eternity. There are many people who live their life as though God does not exist. But I am here to tell each one listening today, there is a heaven and there is a hell. Now, many people have this argument. If there is a loving God, 
How can he allow people to go to hell? Friends, there's a very simple answer for that. God does not allow people to go to hell. It is up to each individual to make that decision for themselves. 2 Peter 3.9 says, God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. God's will is that everyone come to the salvation that only through Jesus can we be saved. And yet, he has given each one a free will. And as long as mankind has a free will, God will never make anyone do something they choose not to do. It's just not in his nature to do that. Let's take a look at Matthew chapter 4, and let's look at the first 11 verses. We've talked about evil and evil people. Well, we're going to talk about the personification of evil, and we're going to talk about Satan himself. So, beginning in Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted forty days and forty nights, afterward he was hungry. Now when the tempter, meaning Satan, came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him up into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, he shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, It is written again, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Again the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. Friends, I'm going to go over three points that I would like for you to consider after reading this passage. Number one is do not be tempted by evil. Okay, this goes back to verse 1 of our proverb today in chapter 24. Do not be tempted by evil. 
Let's take a quick glance at John chapter 10, verse 10. For the thief, meaning Satan, cometh but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have come that he might have life, and that he might have it more abundantly. Satan is going to come after you, regardless of where you are in your walk with Jesus. He is going to come, he's going to whisper in your ear, and he is trying to tell you that anything that you are doing for God is not worth it, that you are not worthy of anything that you're going through, All he's going to do is try to steal what you have going on, and he's going to try to kill your dreams and your efforts, and he is going to tell you it simply isn't worth it. Give it up. Number two, knowing the Word of God can help you overcome evil. Friends, I have suggested over and over again, since I began this podcast over six months ago, how important it is to read the Word of God. And I'm not saying that you have to read it every day, although I would suggest that you do that. It's kind of like having, I know a lot of people that go to church I know a lot of Christians that pray and make time for God every day, and yet I don't think they've gotten in a habit of reading the Bible. I think there's something about the Bible that intimidates a lot of people, and I think the fact that it has 66 books in it, I think the fact that they're not used to reading the Bible And I think many people simply don't know a plan of attack for reading the Bible. And I think that's sad. I have tried over a period of six months, I try to give you ideas. I try to give you suggestions on how you can do it. I've read Bible stories. And through these stories, I'm hoping that you have and get a motivation to dig in and go, wow, I really like that story. I will encourage you that any time you hear a scripture passage that you like, after listening to my podcast, that night before you'd go to bed, first thing the next morning when you get up, reread that passage of scripture. Make it a habit of going to the Word of God and strengthening yourself. But getting back to number two, you can know the Word of God, but the only way you're going to know it is either by hearing it or by reading it yourself. But a good example, there actually isn't a better example, immediately after Jesus was baptized in the River Jordan by John the Baptist, He was drawn into the wilderness by the Spirit of God. And Satan tempted him. Jesus was tempted in every way, as are we, and yet he never chose to sin. 
Satan tempted him three times, and each time his response was, it is written. And friends, that is an example that each of us can follow. An example we can follow is that we can say, it is written. But if you don't open your Bible, and if it's sitting on a shelf with dust on it, and you don't know it, it is hard to come back when Satan is whispering in your ear. The third one I'd like to say is you shall fear the Lord your God and serve him. I'd like to go back to the Old Testament. In Deuteronomy, which is known as the book of the law, in chapter 6, and we're going to read 10 verses beginning in, chap in verse 10. So it shall be when the Lord your God brings you into the land of which he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give you large and beautiful cities which you did not build, houses full of good things which you did not fill, hewn out wells which you did not dig, vineyards and olive trees which you did not plant. When you have eaten and are full, then beware, lest you forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. You shall fear the Lord your God and serve him, and shall take oaths in his name. You shall not go after other gods, the gods of the peoples who are all around you. For the Lord your God is a jealous God among you. Lest the anger of the Lord your God be aroused against you and destroy you from the face of the earth. You shall not tempt the Lord your God as you tempted him in Mesa. You shall diligently keep the commandments of the Lord your God, his testimonies, and his statutes which he has commanded you, and you shall do what is right and good in the sight of the Lord, that it may be well with you, and that you may go in and possess the good land of which the Lord swore to your fathers to cast out all your enemies from before you as the Lord has spoken. Friends, living in this world today is not easy. It simply is not. If you listen to the way this world is going, especially here in the United States, if you listen to the leaders that come in Washington, D.C., if you listen to the daily news, you are going to hear a lot of negative reports. It is only by the grace of God that we are able to stand strong, both individually and as a church, to overcome what is happening in our world. And friends, I'm here to remind you, it is not by your good works. It is not by anything we do. It doesn't matter how hard we try to be good, to do good, you will always 
fall short of what God asks you to do. That is why Jesus had to come to earth. Friends, we all have need of a Savior, and Jesus is the answer to anything we are going through in life. By the blood of Jesus, all of our sins have been forgiven. The only thing you need to do is decide to ask Him into your heart. And if you do that, every sin you have already committed, the ones that you may be in the process of committing right now, even sins that are in your future, friends, they have all been forgiven. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Friends, I will never end a podcast without giving anyone an opportunity to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. I am hoping that if any of you have yet to make that decision, that you will join me today in a simple prayer. And if that's you, please repeat this simple prayer after me. God, I thank you for sending Jesus down to earth. Jesus, thank you that you were willing to come to earth for me. You were willing to die on a cross so that all of my sins would be forgiven. Thank you, Jesus. By forgiving me of all of my sins, you have reconciled me to God and I am now in good standing with Him, and yet I still need your help. Jesus, I ask that you come into my heart. I ask that you lead me and guide me this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, if, there are any, if there's anyone listening today and you repeated that prayer, please send me a quick email at billkelly, K-E-L-L-E-Y, 0807 at protonmail, M-A-I-L, dot com. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Friends, tomorrow is Testimony Day. I pray that you will join me. If you do, I guarantee you, you will be blessed by our special guest tomorrow. Please join me tomorrow as we further explore wisdom today.